Welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Why is it so easy to put on a critical lens and so hard to affirm and appreciate the good things about our spouse? Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast. I'm Jo and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, intimacy, sex, so much more. We hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Now today we move beyond merely not sweating the small stuff in marriage, but to learn how we can be actually better at the small stuff. And that's at appreciating the good stuff about our spouse. We have back with us Wenwei, our consultant and educator Bilan. Our last episode, they actually shared about a different take to not sweating the small stuff and how we can use our little irritations or annoyances to self-check, not just self-check ourselves, but also self-check what it says about our marriage. And so this episode, we want to dive deep into how we can really not take the small things that we do for each other for granted, but to get better, especially in the hustle and bustle of modern life, to affirm and appreciate the good stuff about our spouse. So welcome again to the Connect2 podcast, both of you. Thank you. Now, I know that as we get married, and I know both of you have been married for 25 years, as you shared in the earlier episode. In 25 years, it's definitely easy to fall into a critical, judgmental mode. And we did talk about that a little. Maybe if you can share us your journey, you guys look like you have a perfect marriage. But I know we did talk about how, you know, the problem about the small stuff and why it sometimes gets to us is literally, as Bilan shared in the earlier episode, because we marry imperfect people. And we ourselves imperfect, of course. <laughs> so um, maybe you could share with us your journey. And did you ever encounter such a period of critical, judgmental mood? I think in the honeymoon years, as with all other couples, we tend to overlook offences. We tend to be in a lovey-dovey and we close one eye to most things. And we can overlook some of this stuff. And, but as the years go by, if this more stuff are not worked on or handled, mm. um, they come out and we tend to feel, or I would tend to feel like I'm neglected, I'm alone. He doesn't care about what I care for. It is a function of number of years of marriage that we become like that, who we are, mm. and it's also human nature. So here are some tips. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, it sounds like we have, the, we have bad small stuff and then we have the good small stuff. Yeah. Is that right? We had this deal when we got married that it seems that marriages start to develop issues or challenges when people are very self-focused. And we mentioned last time that marriages are two independent people growing closer over time mm -hmm. versus children that you're literally attached to them and then actually growing more mm -hmm. independent as they grow mm -hmm. up. But when we start to be very self-focused, then that growing together isn't happening. So we had a deal. Uh, you look after my needs and I will look after your needs and this way, both our needs are met. So it sounds great in theory, <laughs> but this is where I think that imperfect people come into play because as years go on, we inevitably get caught up with different parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked a little bit about this last time, whether it's the extended family needs mm -hmm. or it's about mm -hmm. work needs or community needs. I felt for a while that this growing like martyr syndrome, that I'm the one who's giving more attention. I'm the one who is making more of the sacrifices. I'm looking after your needs. Why aren't you looking after mine? 
then there was a time when I did kind of say, well, look, uh, this isn't working. Enough is enough because you're not holding up your end of the deal. <laughs> I'm looking after your needs. You're looking after your needs. Who's looking after mine? And that's when I started to pull away. And that's when I started to learn, look, I need to take time for myself. And it was very easy to rationalize and justify. And I think that was the time that we did actually go through the most difficult time in our marriage. Yeah, but I'm curious because you talked about this deal that you made before you got married. Right? As we got married. I can assume that if you've been married for a while and you never made that deal to start with, I don't think any couple would want to make that deal. <laughs> Maybe if you share with us, like, so when you reach this point where that deal kind of fell through because now you're both kind of meeting your own needs and it's survival mode almost, right? How do you turn that around? It wasn't easy. I think there were attempts at communication uh, sometimes they work better, sometimes they didn't, because we try to be very objective, but inevitably the emotions come up. We try not to be blaming and accusing, but eventually that does come up. Um, try not to be defensive, but again, it's inevitable. So I think what really helped was having good friends around who were available to listen to us. And when somebody listens to you and really understands from your point of view, it really helps the emotions to subside. But and what if like, it's not someone almost like cheering on, yeah, your husband is such a... <laughs> I think when we went through that period of time, we felt the alienation of our relationship and it gets into us. So we knew that we needed to seek help. And that's when friends came along and or we actually approach people who we become accountable to. So they're not just hearing you complain about your spouse and then, you know, make it worse. <laughs> I think they were helpful. Mm. You approach the right friends. Okay, that's important. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that we actually work on, um, that he worked on and I was influenced was the advice that we usually receive. Like mm. you go into marriage, before marriage you have both eyes open and when you go after marriage, you keep one eye closed. But we think that we want to keep both eyes open throughout our marriage so that we can be aware of each other's strengths and qualities and um, each other's shortcomings as well. And we don't pretend that they don't exist or delude ourselves. So this is who we've married. We made a decision to make this person the object of our lifelong study when we get married. So to notice how he or I change, to notice how he doesn't change or changes and to receive all that he is and to love all that he is because this is a real person, mm -hmm. a real other person, not just a figment of romanticism or imagination. Mm -hmm. And he's really a gift to me. Maybe this needs to be written in the marriage vows. <laughs> because I, it's cliche and you all these wisecracks about marriage and how to make it work and therefore close one eye or maybe two eyes after you've been married for 20 years. But it doesn't really help in that perspective because maybe it, people think it's good to be deluded, but <laughs> it doesn't really help you appreciate you know, who you married in that person's fullness, right? Uh, flaws as well as their strengths and good points. I need to remember that he was the person I chose to marry mm. and it is a lifelong commitment. Divorce is not on the table. It's not an option at all. And we really have to work on this marriage to make it work. Sometimes I don't think social media helps. And people are showing off the so-called best of their lives mm. and all the touched up photos and mm. beautiful places. And it creates this imagination of what the perfect life should be, the perfect marriage should be. And no human is ever going to live up to that. Mm. Not 24-7. 
Again, I count myself fortunate because of good input earlier on in life. I don't believe in making jokes about marriage because most of them are very cynical. Most of them accentuate how marriages can go wrong. While that is common, I do not believe that is the intent of marriage or the norm as it should be. Rather, as she said, it is literally the most precious relationship that I have and that's not something I make fun of. One book that I read, and you may be familiar, I'm, you may know I'm a Christian, I read C.S. Lewis quite a lot when I was younger, the Narnia series, but I also read one of his other writings called The Weight of Glory. And just paraphrase one thing that he said that really stuck in my mind. Since there are no mere mortals, we are all immortal. One day, we would be this beauty that is so amazing, or else an everlasting horror. Every day, we are helping each other to one of these places. So the question becomes, by what I say and do, does it help her become more glorious? Does it help become better? And that's what I want to focus on. Not her supposed goodness or badness and who am I to judge anyway? This is a, a new way of looking at it as well because I think we do want to become a better version of ourselves and we might ask that of ourselves. I really, we did talk about that in the earlier episode as to how all these small irritations could be a good telltale sign for us to reflect on what can I improve, what can I change, what is this thing about me in my life. But I think to take that further step to ask <laughs> how can I make your life better uh, it's a very weighty responsibility, but I think the quote you read out is uh, pretty weighty. It's, it's very fun as well. I think marriage should be fun. It's like all the little things that make it fun, the humour, huh. the laughter, just the bantering as well, but not one that puts one down, but one that, you know, just lighten up. Okay, so to, I mean, we, we did want to talk in this podcast or this episode about the good small stuff. How can we cultivate that? I mean, if right now the bad small stuff is more than the good small stuff, <laughs> How do we turn it around or turn our attention around to making life better for our spouse? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. There are little things that we could do, but more important is we have to develop a culture of respect, a culture of appreciation. I mean, we can talk about all the small acts of kindness, giving and all, giving to each other, um, doing things for each other, noticing needs of his that we attend to, saying thank you, express appreciation. I think also very important the respect that we have for our spouse. Contempt is opposite of respect. Contempt come out as sarcasm, name-calling, eye-borrowing, you know, and cynicism. And that's when it's hard to overlook all the small stuff. But respect is knowing that he is more than that. He is better than that. I, I see the effort that she makes. 
and I'm very well aware of my flaws. And we mentioned this last time, my worst behavior is in the car. On, on the other hand, she has really been very good to help me through those moments, mm -hmm. um, believing that I can be better. She knows I try to live my life to a certain standard. It completely fails in the car. <laughs> so <laughs> she's reminding me of that better person that I aspire to be rather than pointing out that this isn't working right now. I think that it's very empowering to, that when somebody believes in you almost more than you believe in yourself. I think in that sense, it becomes a how can we do this for each other? And it is the little things in many ways because it's the playfulness, it's the silliness. You can really laugh together. That's a tip, by the way, laugh a lot with each other every day. I don't know. I guess couples who don't laugh, they just will not find anything to laugh about. Oh, we make things to laugh about. Uh, was it this conversation or last week or saying that, you know, when we start to look at our own needs, mm -hmm. then that's when a problem starts. So I think one thing that helped me as we came out of that is to recognize that, you know, there are times where she'll have her needs and she's a little, a little bit more focused on that. And rather than begrudge her those moments, how can I, in spite of that, still fulfill my desires, my needs for connection at those times? I'll give you an example of the silliness that we'll have. Okay, so I know she's in the bathroom and she's washing her hands or something and I'll stand outside the door ready for a hug. When she comes out like, hello, that kind of thing, to, to create those moments of laughter. And then sometimes I have no idea what she's doing in the bathroom, but she's taking a lot longer than expected. I'm like, this is very silly. Like, how much longer? So I start to have a laugh with myself. And those moments can become those things that add to the fun of it. And it's not like, why isn't she cooperating? Why is she taking so long? I mean, this is yeah, all my effort wasted. Uh, there's no need to think that way, but rather this is just the fun, the funniness right. of it. Right. And even when I expect those silly moments, mm -hmm. when I'm in bathroom, I know he's outside. And when I come out, he does it. It still makes me laugh. Still fun. <laughs> Is living on the lighter side of life. Well, I, I think taking each other seriously, but taking yourself a lot lighter. Are there like any small gestures that you both do towards each other that you've already appreciated? And maybe this can be also additional ideas for our listeners. Say I love you every day in different creative ways. Sneak hug attacks, especially when washing dishes. <laughs> so she'll come up behind me and do that. I think we try to make a lot of like incidental intentional but incidental physical touches. It's kind of actually what we probably have done when maybe we were dating and still courting, right? But when life sets in and after marriage and the kids come, we kind of forget these little things. I mean, oftentimes these little things that we may have considered cute, romantic when we were dating, are the first to go when we get busy with life. I don't believe in that. All the more. Especially <laughs> when life gets busy. Physical touch, all those creating silly moments. When you're saying I love you in creative ways, meaning? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to show you. Anyway, it's an audio podcast. <laughs> a lot of messages on WhatsApp. And she's an English teacher, so sometimes I go search for poems that have little words and I send them to her. Do you recognize oh. this poem? Yeah, and then she'll do likewise. I get messages from here in the day as well. That's actually an idea because I don't think it's that difficult. I mean, we, we text all the time throughout the day, right? But like you were saying, Milan, to be intentional about the incidental things. Make it intentional, but to make it seem incidental. Mm. So, I think it's also mutual. If he takes a step to 
to do something, I also need to be giving it back to him to make it mutual that I'm also trying to work on this. I'm also trying to be silly with him. Otherwise, it becomes one-sided and he'll probably get tired one day. Reinforce the good behaviour. Yes. Okay, that's a good one. Well, we should get to our question today because in each podcast, we typically address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. So today's question is, my wife is a stay-at-home mom and I often have to work OT over time during my peak periods. I know she does so much more for the kids and for the home, but during weekends, I do try to put in my fair share, taking care of the kids and catching up on chores. However, she doesn't seem to show much appreciation, but is always harping on why I have to work late all the time. How do I stop all her complaining without us getting into fights? This time around for the husband. I know I was about to say that. Uh, (laughs) I think the key is in the question, how do I get her to stop? I don't think you get anybody to do anything, because when we try to do that, we end up being manipulative or we end up having expectations that if not fulfilled, end up reinforcing the unhappiness. The question I suppose would be make it a challenge. How would you turn her mood around so that she is less burdened, less stressed by these things? There's some things evidently concern her, bother her. So how can you remove those things so that her focus are not on those things, but on you, which I hear is what the husband probably wants. So there you go, there's a challenge. Figure (laughs) out, and every wife is different, and make it an adventure, figuring out how do you do this for your wife. Have fun in the process. I think that sometimes we also tend to overlook the needful act of tending to our spouse's emotions. So I like it when he comes back and asks, so how do you feel today? What happened today? What are some joys or what are some challenges that happened to you today? So it's a checking up on me and it it means a lot to me to be able to tell him my emotions and what I'm going through rather than to wait for me to complain to him that this and this happened. He takes the initiative to ask me and sometimes it kind of like changes all my moods already because I'm like bottling up, right? I'm just going to like shoot everything out. But because he asked me, then I'm looking into my emotions and I was like, oh, I do feel upset today or I was upset about this thing or that thing. It almost sounds like computer programming or or AI. We were talking a little bit about AI just now randomly before we started the recording. You kind of introduce a different variable into the whole scheme of things and then it changes the course of the whole outcome. Because in this case, if you catch your wife before she starts complaining to preempt the complaining by asking, how are you today? And tending to her emotions, as you're saying, Bilan, it may not end up with her complaining. That is really a smart move. (laughs) So rather than expect your wife to quit complaining, uh, I hope you've got enough tips for today. Well, we've had a lot of wisdom and practical tips from Wenwei and Bilan, and thank you both so much for taking time to, to share, not just about the topic, but also about your lives together and you know how you have put the other person front and center of your marriage. And in many ways, it's really living out the vows that we made, right? Till death do us part and for better, for worse. So today, we have a couple challenges as usual for all our couples, listeners to do and to share with each other. So if you are listening to this with your spouse, do take five minutes after the podcast to appreciate your spouse. Why don't you just actually just share with your spouse what is a a good small thing 
one of the good small stuff that you like your spouse doing for you. Okay, let's hope no one's confused out there. <laughs> all right, uh, do take some time, you know, just five minutes. That's all it takes to share with your spouse um, the good small stuff that your husband or your wife does for you. Uh, and hopefully that he or she did for you today. <laughs> Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you do know of a friend or couple who are newly married or are getting married this year, do invite them to check out our Connect to Marriage Preparation. Uh, there's a workshop coming up in July and you can visit www.family.org.sg slash C2, that's the number 2, C2 Marriage Prep to find out more. We hope you follow and subscribe to our Connect2 podcast and do please share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, do sweat the small stuff, the good small stuff, for yourself and for your spouse. <laughs>